Hello, everyone. Narendra, your pastor was overcome coming into the church because I see so many of you. Because we couldn't gather like this before, and not in these numbers. And we are doing everything according to uh, what has been prescribed uh, by the governor and by our archbishop. And my friends, um, on, this, on this glorious uh, uh, early eve, I wish all of you a blessed Christmas. And um, to all of you who have been here, I wish you such joy. And to those who are visiting, to those who are outside, to those who are in the parking lot, <laughs> to those who are watching, um, I wish you a blessed Christmas and that God fills your heart with joy and peace. And my friends, and to those who have been away uh, because of the pandemic uh, and perhaps are coming back for the first time um, to you uh, who have been distanced because of that, uh, or for whatever the reason, to you I wish you a blessed Christmas. Uh, please know, as I always say, that uh, you are loved by God, and we are God's children, and he is delighted, absolutely delighted, as is your pastor, that all of us are here together, where we belong, um, especially, uh, always, but particularly on this night of all nights. And my friends, so we are assembled here together, and uh, with all Christians really throughout the world, I had the opportunity to watch the Holy Father, as he said, Mass uh, in Rome, and uh, we are united huh, on this day throughout the world, all of us Christians, in recalling God's great gift of love and peace and his presence among us uh, through the incarnation of the Word, the incarnation of His Son. We gather to give thanks for such a great gift and at the same time a great mystery to us that God makes Himself one with us by the incarnation. Heaven comes down to earth in a way that had never happened before. When we think about Mary, normally you and I, we look to heaven. But on that night, heaven came to earth. And Mother Mary looks down at her child and looks down into heaven. What great joy, not only for her, but for all of us. And that is one of the great truths of Christmas and the reason for us to celebrate the peace and joy of knowing that God has entered into our humanity in a very unique way, and in doing so, has united himself to it, and so has given us the possibility of utterly being transformed by this uniting. In the incarnation of his Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, on earth, God has offered, given all, who in faith will receive him, giving them hope, a new dignity, and a new destiny. Christmas is a celebration of God's grace, his love, his peace, his joy, all the things that his son, the Messiah, 
came and did and spoke about to us. We find that referenced uh, since the times of old. In our Old Testament reading from Isaiah, it's a message about peace. When we, the center of that reading got a little bit rough, and sometimes I use a different reading, but, um, you know, when I looked at it again um, this past week, uh, it was really a message about peace and about uh, meaning that we would not need weaponry of war any longer when he comes. Those things, as the reading said, will be thrown into the fire because the reign of the Messiah will be forever and it will be one of peace. This message is repeated in the proclamation of the angels at Jesus' birth. Peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. My friends, the gift of the Messiah will not be received by everyone. The angel went on to say so. For it is for those who enjoy God's favor, is what the angel said. And who might that be? Certainly those who have cast aside arrogance and self-righteousness, uh, who have heard the good news, that is the meaning of gospel, gospel, good news. And those who are eagerly, eagerly awaiting and longing with open hearts for the word of God. And my friends, Bishop Fulton Sheen said something that was really amazing for his time, but uh, he went on, he talked about the transformation that the Christmas event was, and he said so many people get so upset because um, they, Christ has come, but it doesn't seem like anything has changed. And he was referring to the outer, and even in Jesus' time, remember, they didn't want him because he didn't look like the Messiah, he didn't act the way the Messiah was expected to act. And um, my friends, uh, uh, Bishop Sheen made this comparison. Uh, so uh, I can speed it up to 2020. We are in the midst of a pandemic, a plague. And so in the past week or two, we've heard science has made a remedy for it. And it will soon make it available to the whole world. And some will be relieved by it and others not. Some will welcome the remedy, and others will not. One cannot be made to accept a remedy. See what I'm saying? Most folks certainly are open uh, to have their circumstances being changed, Bishop She went on to say. Uh, like, but one's thinking, and one's belief, and one's ways, and one's heart. Mm, not so much. And he said, and here is the point, one of them, of the incarnation of the Word, the nativity of Jesus, the Christ. He came with a remedy for moral and spiritual plagues. And he offered it to the world. And this, he said, changes us from within. And he said it had the power to make us happy and peaceful inside. But not everyone wants this remedy. In John's gospel, it is said, Jesus came to his own and his own did not receive him. They didn't want him. You see, the incarnation of Christ, Christmas is a remedy, and this remedy works from within. We must accept it. We must want it. 
in this case, this remedy leads to a breakthrough that leads to a change within us. This inner gift of light and peace and hope, God's grace and love poured out and into us, illumines our minds. It adapts our wills. It makes it strong. And in this, it leads to that change, to uh, inner joy and a peace that Christ himself said the world will not be able to give you nor take from you. And it instills great hope and love in all things and in all circumstances. This light is the light of God that illumines us and transforms us and brings us into unity with God and all the benefits. What are those benefits, Father? The things I just told you about, the inner joy, the peace, and ultimately to be with Him forever. Destiny. Our destiny. The very word, the gospel, uh, brings such good news that it changed human history forever, for all time. You guys know this. Remember how they kept track of time once Jesus was born? We had B.C., and then, of course, in modern times, B.C.E., <laughs> and then A.D. I mean, the world marked it. We are to receive this gift with great joy and with great hope. This hope, with God's grace, dispels the temptation to be in despair, even in the face of so much challenge in the world now. So let us celebrate with great joy this event that we call Christmas. The event that happened in a tiny town in Bethlehem, which, by the way, means house of bread, some 2,020 years ago. It was a light shining in the darkness. It was an event that changed human history for all time. In our time, in our world, it has of late seems that um, we are being overcome by so much. There is fear and there is hatred and there is despair. It seems for some too much to overcome. The message of Christmas is a promise from the Father. These things will not prevail. But the Christmas event, the story of Bethlehem, is also a reminder of the vast gap between the way of the gospel and the ways of this world. It becomes evident in so many ways, but in this moment, uh, with so many trying to purge, if you will, the true meaning of Christmas out of it, the holiness, the reverence, the true meaning, the starkness of Bethlehem that puts into sharp focus the real Christmas gift, the gift of a person, the gift of love. Of course, gifts purchased and given can have so much beauty and represent those things, but the giving of things and what stores can offer, but it is but a mere shadow of what the true gift really is. My friends, God did not give us something. He gave us a person. He gave us himself. So the adequate response to the gift of a person is the gift of ourselves back. 
And the gift of ourselves is expressed in terms of love and compassion and forgiveness, respecting the dignity of others, as well as our own God-given dignity. And the list continues for the kind of love and with self-giving love that seeks the care of others, working always towards peace, making the Christmas message of love and hope and peace palatable in this time in our families, in our communities, in our world. The light that came into the world some 2,020 years ago is burning brightly. In the present age, it is the task of the disciples of Christ, all of you who are here, to welcome and to carry that light. We must continue to work to banish the many forms of darkness where we live and where we work, wherever we may be, so united here on this evening in prayer, we look backwards in time to the first coming of the Messiah, and we, with great hope and enduring peace, look forward to his second coming. Well, let's celebrate this night, this night of gifts, the gift of love and peace and hope in our hearts and in our homes. That light, the light of the Lord, shines ever anew upon us, and the very power of God touches us when we experience love and peace and good news. And my friends, I know um, maybe that's a lot for you for Christmas. We were always trained, don't give them too much on Christmas. <laughs> but um, you guys are here, so why not? My friends, uh, in this we find the true meaning of Christmas, and it is so beautiful. Uh, that in the flesh of an infant, the eternal Son of God made his dwelling fully. Divinity and humanity coming to be with us. He comes to this side. So we no longer have to search for him over there and wonder. This is the simple truth of Christmas. God loves you. And he offers you everything he has. Everything that he has, he has offered you. Can you accept his gift? Will you accept his gift? And the greatest gift you can return to our Lord is the very gift of your love, the very gift of your life lived in holiness, and to love others, just as Jesus' greatest gift to his Father was the gift of his life. So our response to Christmas is the commitment to be like him, Fidelity to God in all things. My friends, to those who did not accept him, he gave, to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. John 1, 12. My friends, this is the transformation everyone looks for and uh, everyone needs. If that was all too much, then just remember this. God loves you. He loves you first. There cannot be any other way. People think, oh, no, no, I have to do good and then God will love me. No. No. He loved you from the beginning. So much so. And, oh, he's angry. No. God's response to sin was not anger. If anything, he was heartbroken. And a father will do anything to repair that. So he sends his son 
everything in response to sin and calls us back to himself. Isn't that wonderful? Now, my friends, we had 450 poinsettias, and they're everywhere. <laughs> and uh, trying to capture that whole sense of light, God's light. You see, my friends, God has put his light into you. It cannot be stolen from you. You can let go of it, so don't. You can allow it to diminish, don't. So to remind us of that great light that's already within you. We did everything we could. 3,000 lights on the, on the Christmas tree. The biggest Christmas tree we've had here since I've been pastor. But for me, remember the poinsettias represent, I ask people to donate them in memory of someone or themselves and their loved ones. So 450 of them. And I have all the names my heart is moved by it. All the names of the people. And I will offer the masses our greatest prayer. My friends, on behalf of Deacon Dale, myself, the staff, the school, we wish all of you a very, very blessed Christmas and a new year filled with joy and hope. And as I said in my homily, the, challenge, the challenges of this world will not prevail. Not at all. Be filled with love and hope enjoy in these things. Amen? Amen. Merry Christmas.